podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? Episode 84, The Corporate and Jewish Life Balance, featuring, we have Rachel Salutsky here with us and Shlomo Nashville, from Shlomo, from Shlomo from Nashville, a uh, contributor, a caller originally back in the day, will be on the program with us later. Rachel Salutsky, when like salute, yeah. how are you doing yeah, today? Salute. How are you doing, my lady? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I'm doing great. Uh, I think this mic is blocking Avery's face. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, it really was. I'm, Program producer, please, please. I was really, really was blocking his face. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this is uh, episode 84, the corporate and Jewish life balance. Uh, a work-life balance is certainly something we all strive for. Is it truly feasible while living an Orthodox Jewish life? In this episode, we bring on corporate employees who try to make the best of their Jewish life and work-life balance. Uh, I used to be a member of, I used to be a person in this uh, situation, predicament, conundrum, opportunity, however you kind of want to look at it. Uh, you certainly perspective. Uh, you know, corporate life is tricky in and of itself, there are a lot of hours you have to dedicate your life, you know, to um, personal time. You you know, giving up personal time, like staying late on projects. That's a very big thing. Waiting on other people. You're responsible for a certain direction and ownership of a, of a project, the autonomy of a project. And that is dumped onto you. Um, or that is, you know, that's that's what you asked for. And that's all good. These are great things to have. You know, there's a certain, like, money, um, a certain amount in, I think, everyone's head, certainly in my head, depends. Obviously, it's very subjective where you live in, this and that, but there's a certain number, like, of how how much your boss can ride you, you know, on the weekends, through Yom Tovim, Shabbos, you know, making up that time. The Jewish lifestyle and the corporate work balance certainly, certainly can be a struggle. Uh, Avery, have you ever had to deal with such repercussions? Only when dealing with my boss on this podcast right here, <laughs> which is really he's so demanding. It's just honestly, I don't know. I, I just I don't know how I can do Shabbos anymore. I don't know either. With this <laughs> this rigorous schedule and. Yeah, right, like showing up for the job, right. for the job and after hours work and speaking to guests and making sure that they, you know, sign their non-disclosures like we agreed upon before the podcast. It's really a lot of work. Um, Oh, I didn't realize you actually took ownership in this area. (laughs) Oh, yeah, very much. No, I really, I don't have much experience in this, uh, in this aspect of life, but I sympathize and empathize with the people or with anyone out there who has a corporate job. And uh, I know I had, I've had uncles and sibling, a sibling at least, who worked in a corporate world okay. where things, especially over Yom Tif, were more difficult. I'm not looking at the camera. No Is interest. The camera you uh, no, no. Yeah, uh, was, yeah, I need to save my camera time for OnlyFans. And uh, the only time, 
I have to pay rent. You're I have terrible. to pay rent. You're terrible. The only You're time terrible. that my that I've seen, especially uh, Rachel could talk about this more, but during the Yom Tovim, this particular month of October was very difficult. I know for my brother and um, for uncles who had a lot of work and had really had just two weeks off to yeah. to deal with, you know, all the uh, Yom Tovim and you know scheduling all that Jewish off time, which. You know, I have, makes my coworkers very jealous, and it's yeah, very you, nice. To you do. have to acquiesce to the days off at the at the end of the day. You know, whether you have those or not. But I want to get to that uh, a little soon. Um, Rachel, tell tell us about how you you know your your philosophy on this, your thoughts. What, what is there a balance? Is there such a thing? You know, give me the rundown. Yeah, I mean, I've been working in the corporate world the corporate world for like six years now. And I do have to say, I, I got a new job like 10 months ago. And the first job that I had, I was there for five years and I wasn't the first Jew to walk in and I won't be the last. So they were like, so understanding of everything. And yeah, like sometimes it was hard and you had to like figure out the balance is still like building your reputation at work and doing the work. And, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an accountant, so I worked for five years as an auditor in public accounting. So, like, I had busy season, and busy season is, for me, it was mid-January through mid-April, which is, like, the earliest Shabbos is. So, it was, like, leaving early on Fridays, and a lot of the times deadlines fell out around Pesach. So, it was, like, balancing, like, the time off for Pesach. Um, I didn't have, like, the best Jewish life during those times. Like, yeah, I was, they, everyone was very respectful of like the time that I needed off. So like, yeah, I got home in time for Shabbos on Fridays. There were a few times that cut it very close. Um, <laughs> and I got to enjoy Shabbos. Like nobody was saying like, you need to work on Saturday. Like they were like, no, you can work on Sunday instead. Like cause everyone else worked on Saturday. Um, but like, I think this year was the first year that I was out of public accounting. This is the first year in my like adult life that I actually got to celebrate for him. Like I, because it, it's in March usually. So in the past, like I went to Megillah, but I would always go to like the latest Megillah at night and the earliest in the morning and go right to work and like do the mitzvot, but like just barely, like just enough to do it. But, like this year I had off and I like got to actually celebrate. But mm. um, I don't know. Like I thought it was great until it's, I feel like even my audit job where they're just used to Jews. I feel like somehow that was better for my Jewish life balance than my job. Now I actually had a situation this week. Mm. Um, what happened? Yeah. So I had, a, I had an incident um, where you ran yeah, into Avery so on the way back from the, on the rail, on the railroad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's, uh, it's just bad. Avery, I guess bad. It, <laughs> I guess it, uh, it's very appropriate that we're talking about this now because this just happened. But basically, my direct supervisor is not Jewish, so I requested the days off for Fagim. I didn't really take extra days off because um, we're in the middle of our quarter close, so mm-hmm. we have a deadline. Time. So you got a yeah, project. Right? Yeah. You got a project. There's a deadline going on, and yeah. and, you're, and in, you're in quite the conundrum. Yeah, it doesn't help that like I don't have a full week of work for like five weeks, four weeks, so. The, my supervisor reports directly to the CEO of the company and my supervisor isn't Jewish. And I told her before that these are my days off that like, I need 
Um, and we, we had the discussion before, like, she, I think we have a working relationship enough, like, in the last 10 months that we've been working together that she trusts me to know that, like, I'm not making up days. Like, I'm not, like, making it up that I have a holiday. Like, I'm not lying. I'm not taking a vacation. Oh, not like it's my us. holiday. Right. Well, they're your, yeah, they're your yeah. days off anyway. I mean, that's, that, that, yeah. that's, that's well, the ridiculous. No, I have, no, I have unlimited PTO. So that, that's the kicker. Because wow. before it's like, okay, I'm using my PTO day, but like now I have unlimited. So, um, so I, I had requested off for, you're fine with Rosh Hashanah, fine with Yom Kippur. Um, but what came into question were my days off for Sukkot. So and I know, I, guess, I know what PTO is cause I've worked and it's paid time off, but that's, okay, that's what PTO, off. right? Okay. Cause there are, there are a lot of, yeah. a, a lot of Hamish workers like mm-hmm. Avery over here. Yeah. <laughs> who are like, what is that? What is that? I mean, that's I mean. PTO is such BS anyway. You know, they 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 uh, they monitor you. They watch you. I don't even have pay time on. <laughs> I don't. My work. I believe that. Hello, when this guy was sleeping on my couch uh, two weeks ago, it was like a Thursday, and I came back for lunch, and I was like, oh, I left that fat sandwich, uh, you know, from uh, Shabbos, and I yep. come in, and you're just meditating. Yep. In the middle of the room, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? It's what man? I do. Pay time on. <laughs> pay time on. So how did you get past this uh, This deal with this little um, circumstance you had? Oh, so anyway, so on Tuesday of this week, which was Arab Yom Kippur, um, my supervisor calls me, and apparently she had a meeting with the CEO. The CEO of my company is Jewish. He's not religious, but he's Jewish. So he told her basically to unapprove my days off for Sukkot, and I don't know if he sent her some information or what. I kind of missed it because I got really upset. Um, so I missed exactly what she said. But basically, he told her that I only need one day off. And I, I, I had never had this issue before because everyone just respected when I said I had a holiday mm-hmm. and that oh, I'm going to do my best to get my work done. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she was like, he doesn't want me to. He wants me to unapprove your days. He says you only need this one day. And, like, as calmly as I could, which wasn't that calm because I was, like, very upset. Oh, I explained to her, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I, it's my holiday. Like, I don't use my phone. I don't use my computer. I don't do electronics. I don't drive. I don't even turn on the light. Like, mm-hmm. I can't work. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, taking vacation. Yeah. So then she, she basically told me that I had to talk to him about it because I was, I was scheduled to have my quarterly one-on-one meeting with him later that day. Mm-hmm. she's like I'll, I'll let him discuss with you um and he didn't even bring it up in the meeting but i have a feeling that she told him because i'm like if i need to bring this hr i will Ooh, and at the end yeah, of the day yeah yeah i know my rights and i'm like you at the end of the day like yeah i'm like i'm not choosing this job over my religion any day like good for <laughs> you hey, man. i, I, I would sell like, out it's just you know i would sell out for the right price yeah, obviously. For the right price. Well, no, the big thing the big thing is that this is your time off. This is your time off. And I'm yeah. sorry. Like, you know, the gar I mean, at least this is what Gary Vaynerchuk is, mm-hmm. is selling, you know, that dude, you know, if I'm here after hours, that there's a problem because I'm not supposed to be here. I ha- need you know, employees need their own life, employees need their own time. These days are your days period i would suggest yeah. i'll tell people because i was in a situation like this also for the yom tovim so what i did 
was I actually starved myself. Oh, why did I start? I know I Muhammad Gandhi. No, no, no. You're not. Uh, <laughs> it's not. I like start. So I basically skipped breakfast and skipped lunch, and I got really, really, you know, hangry. Mm-hmm. Really hangry. And when you get to that level, you can just snap at anything. You need to go mm-hmm. in crazy because people will walk all over you, especially yeah. during these Yom Tovim when. How is it possible? Two days off, two days off. I mean, it's it's it is crazy. It is a crazy thing. You know, there's some companies that are off for the entire Cholamoi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never had this problem in my own life. I've, wow. Well, so I want. I'll tell you what I do. I tell you what I do. Yeah. Tell me how did how how do you not have to deal with that? Yeah. Dude, it's fine. By the way, I'm just curious. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, look. I by, by the way, I I <laughs> I went to work for a Jewish company. Yeah, because of this, uh, but it happened to be it happens to be that they don't have this policy. It's also it's like it's ridiculous. No, where I worked, I never had this problem. I've always had my boss's uh, back when it came to whether or not the days off I'm taking are actual days off. They trust me. They trust that I'm doing the religious right. Stick. I, know, I know. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I've killed off a few grandparents for and their funerals so I can get out of work a few days. <laughs> Which, you know, it's something you have to do. You have to condition them that this is a day off for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. Mental yeah. health days yeah. are big. And this is a form. Actually, if you think about it, this is a form of mental health. It's a mental health day. It's your religious yeah. health. You're rebalancing yourself spiritually and physically. And, you know, obviously, what else can... Be better for your mental health than walking into a shul and shaking a lulav and esrog. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what what does it. The shake. It's. What is yeah. it? So you gotta say that again. <laughs> what? Oh it's just my good. god! It's good for you. Oh my god! No, I'm sitting in a hut, you know, with <laughs> a hot, warm hut in your backyard I with know. all your siblings. Oh my God. Uh, attempting oh to bring God. food in and out. We just had Haskell. Dinner. We just had we had Haskell out last week, you know, and we were telling Haskell like, you know, we use your uh, our videos to show like the, my guyish colleagues, you know, my uh, my my you know my non-Jewish colleagues, normal people, you know, and not Jewish people, the normal people, and like here's if they were, if they only. I wouldn't know if someone came over, if someone from like the Muslim faith or uh, I don't know what other uh, what other uh, Buddhism, I I would just be like, okay, great, I respect it. I'm not interested in hearing the. I couldn't care less for the explanation. But with Jews, it's like they just they go into this whole explanation. Oh, this is why we celebrated, yeah. and then I'm like, whoa! You I don't need know. to know. I guess people Every, are interested. Everywhere I looked on on, on uh, the oh. internet this week, Yom Kippur this, Yom Kippur that. The reasons. Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur. Behind Yom Kippur. Sheesh. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no. Apparently, on apparently Monday is like Indigenous Person Day or something. Correct. Yeah. My coworker <laughs> was telling me we have it off, and I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I'm off because it's too cold. So, like. I don't know. I'm like, if they if they don't have a problem with giving off Indigenous Person Day in the middle of a quarterly close, like, why is it so bad that I take off the coast? It's horrible, honestly. I even take off now the entire Black History Month because I think we need more <laughs> February the entire month. I don't go to work. We need we need to we need remember, more reason yeah. to remember. This. I'm very pro this. Like People I 
I love I you know my my uh, I went home for Rosh Hashanah and my parents uh, you know could you believe could you believe they're giving off for uh, this or this holiday and I yeah. said oh absolutely absolutely I believe and they go what why I say yeah the more holidays the better we all get off what's the yeah. problem what's the problem yeah, I, got, I love it I got let's give everybody off. I got Juneteenth off this year and I'm like this is great <laughs> like it's just like. We just had Monday off. I'm like, this is a long weekend. And it was like right before, I think it was like right after Memorial Day week, not that long after Memorial Day or Shavuos or something. And then right after that was July 4th. And I'm like, I don't think I worked on a Monday for like a month. It's it so, great. Mm-hmm. It's so weird these days. Like they're federal days, they're, ho- they're, they're legal holidays, they're federal holidays, there's union holidays, Jewish holidays. There really is a lot. And I, and at my office, I am the one who has to be on top of that because nobody cares. I, I'm not, it's not my job to do, but I do it. I step in because I need to know, I plan. Like, I don't need to know, am I going to be away? Am I going to be here? Can I go away? Can I be, and, and there's, there's so many of these days. It's such a unique schedule. You know, there's some people in my company who have the Jewish holiday schedule. Some have the legal, some have the union. It, it's so it's so random, you know, you got to like bifurcate this thing into which one, like throw out, throw out a, throw out a holiday, Avery, throw out a holiday. Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving is a legal holiday. Yes. Okay. Throw out another one. Purim. Purim is a Jewish holiday. Okay. You know, uh, and she, uh, she, Rachel mentioned indigenous people's day. Mm-hmm. That is a uh, federal holiday. I don't think it's a legal, legal holiday. You know, Columbus day is a legal holiday. Columbus Day is Indigenous People's it's Day. The yeah, same I think they just changed the name. It's, it's the, the same, same day. day. Well, right? it's the same. I mean, in New York, they call it that. I guess in Jersey, they call no, it Columbus, Columbus Day. No, Columbus is racist, so they changed it to Indigenous People's Day. Yeah. Uh, well, no, but in New York, I went away one of these years and literally was like, I went to like Nashville one year. Speaking of, speaking of Nashville, where's Louisville from Nashville? Oh, he's coming. So uh, you went to Nashville on Columbus and then, Day. And then there's MLK Day. So MLK yeah. Day is a like federal holiday, but it's not a legal holiday. Mm-hmm. So whoever's on that schedule gets that off. I think that's like the the post office is off. Like the I post and the right, that's that's a federal holiday. And, right? and the like law, post office and unions, the offices, courts. Yes, the courts are off. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like my, I, you know, in public accounting, I didn't get off for. Um, Martin Luther King or President's Day because it held out during busy season. So we never got those up. Wow. Okay. But did you get like, uh, did you, we got floating holidays instead. I mean, I mean, that's basically the answer. The, see, the, the answer, the answer is, is they have like just do the floating holiday thing. You, the people flo- you float the holidays. Your it's your job to pick which ones. Make it as easy as possible, you know. Yeah. But a public accounting, I remember because I worked one time for a public accounting firm in a different, not an accounting role, but. Uh, you know, we had the last, the whole last week off in the in the during the year. We got the whole week off. No wonder your company went under. <laughs> that explains a lot. It didn't go under. Yeah. It didn't go. Maybe yeah, they should have worked more. No. Um, well, I, you know, it's Enron. What can I tell you? It's a different. It's a. It's Enron. Well, literally, I actually I worked at when I worked I worked at Grant Thornton and. I'm not kidding you. Like every, you know, I, I, I went to school. We learned all about Enron and Arthur Anderson. And I don't know now. Now it's like a little, I don't know. What did they do bad? I don't know. It's a little, little tricky. I mean, Enron was, you know, looked pretty bad to me. But I don't know. Arthur Anderson is a different situation. But 
you know, all these really sweet guys, you know, partners, managers, uh, managing directors, you know. And uh, they all came over from Arthur Anderson. <laughs> all of that. I don't know. No one even knows what that <laughs> is. Uh, I'll tell you. And, you know, Rachel knows. Rachel knows. Because she, she's yeah. educated, unlike you. Uh, it's not a matter of education. It's a matter she's of... educated. Just, clearly, no. you're looking up at a list. I see on your phone no, of names no, of no, no, humans no, and no. putting it together. Avery Wolfo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, no. There's... Um, anyway, uh, whatever. So... All right, I, I, go ahead, go ahead. Divulge, no, divulge, divulge your secrets in, in the corporate work. Divulge my secrets yes. to corporate America. Yeah, well, corporate. I, I, well, is well, I mean, Rachel, now that you're now that you have like lived the life, you know, is 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 a balance attainable? Like that's the first thing I'll ask you. Is is a Jewish um, and corporate life balance attainable? You know, I don't think so. I don't think so, Avery. Can't answer because he's only been on one side. What about you? I mean, honestly, I've only worked for two companies now, and I think it really depends on your company and the culture and, like, what you're trying to do. Like, I don't know, this past year, like, yeah, my deadlines are annoying. I've never had someone try to deny my days off for Hagim. Um, but aside from that, I've been able to, like, have my Jewish life, like, I don't know. Also, I've been working from home, so it's different. It's crazy. So, like, it it's Thursday. Like you're, you're working for that guy, like, Achman Dinajad or something. Like, the denier. <laughs> the Jewish holiday denier. Unbelievable. No. But he's actually Jewish, which is, the, which is like, the crazy part. And, like, that's why I always have kind of Usually, preferred yeah. working for non-Jews. But, I don't know. I think it depends what you're trying to have out of your Jewish life. Like, for me, as, like, a single person, like, living in New York City... I think I, I'm still able to have my Jewish life, I think. Like, I saw a time, maybe when I had busy season, it wasn't as much. Like, I didn't get to celebrate for him, or, like, I didn't really have much time to cook for Shabbos. Luckily, I did have, like, in all of my years of auditing, I had roommates who, like, had my back, or other friends who, like, had my back when it came to Shabbos meals. Um, but, like, I don't know, even my job now, no matter how annoying it is, like, I can always get up in the middle of the day, take a quote-unquote lunch break, and like cook um and like i still get i can go to events um are you still anything, running the drug dealing business on the side we know that the, the well, math lab you have <laughs> not the drug dealing business i still have my podcast on the side oh, that's what it is, the podcast, sorry yeah so plug plug right there everyone check out shaky situations pod um yeah i still have the podcast i mean sometimes it does get difficult like this week has been really difficult with um me basically having to do a whole quarter close in two days because they Oof. want everything done by next Wednesday. And I'm like, okay, but I'm out on Monday and Tuesday. And it, it is kind of frustrating because it's not even just a matter of me doing my work. Because if that was the case, that's fine. But it's like, I can't start until the quarter ends. I need reports from different people. And like half my day is spent like following up with people. I'm like, I need this. And like, can we reference, I, for, for anxiety reasons, can we reference these mm -hmm. projects? Uh, we're going to call it uh, the Big Monkey Pajama Project. Instead the of big monkey quarters pajama and project. financials and ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> that, Okay, the Big much. Monkey Pajama Project. Come in. The, yeah. Sorry. So, also yeah, the name of Isaac's first uh, uh, mixtape. <laughs> 
So you think like so? Different- well, I, I really like what you said. One thing that like definitely like relate related to me actually. I didn't I didn't even think of it what you were saying before is um I find my Yiddishkeit in other ways. I think that's very powerful. That's a really powerful statement, you know. You kind of get into this yeah. you're 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 in this you're in this scenario and I think and and I certainly live by this and I really I'll tell people this is okay because yeah, maybe you have to work long and you have to work a lot and you're going to have to work through Cholmoed and you have to work five minutes before, up until five minutes before Shabbos and right after Shabbos. And you're, well, you know, I, I tell people, we're in Mitzrayim here. This isn't, this isn't, you know, this Gullis isn't, uh, oh, it's supposed to be fun, fine and dandy. Didn't know they and had Nissan and Pathfinders in Mitzrayim. They have, uh, they did. Now they do. I did, am I in an Escalade? Am I in an Escalade? <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay, that's not it. That's uh, Goshen. Goshen. You're right. So <laughs> basically, I, I think we, we are, we have to realize that we're in a Gullis. It doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it. Like, it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. It doesn't mean you can't take a nice lunch to debrief and get your mindset and take a walk. Treat yourself to a nice vacation. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that. But, you know, ask any, dude, 90% of people, 90% of us from Jews, or us Orthodox Jews, let's say. I don't even know am I from anymore. But the other Orthodox Jews will tell you that it's a struggle. You know, not everything's just one, two, three, easy. Can put it together, Avery. I mean, it seems yeah. pretty easy to me. All you have to do is say. <laughs> and, 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 and how's your? And how's it seems your? Very easy to me. And how's your financial four hundred one k career? it's a nightmare. If you care about that, <laughs> that's, <laughs> not, that's not. But that that's exactly my point. No, no. But what, I mean, I mean, is, I mean, that's my point. Meaning, that's I could totally. This doesn't. Does this shut off? Okay. That's my point is like when you're working in corporate, yeah, you're you're jumping in young to like strike all these things down. You know, I want to get my 40K lo- 40K loaded. I want to get my uh, savings loaded. I want to save up money. I want to invest. I want to, I don't know, what else, Rachel? All these, all these things. And yeah. then the alternative is to just care. have a regular, normal, nice job. And by the way, not saying that a normal, nice, regular job isn't hard or comes with crazy things because I think it's probably tougher to have a normal job than at least because at least corporate you're getting you're getting covered you like they're paying you they're paying you you know if they're not paying you come and come and talk having I have a recruiter well, you'll talk to them they'll they'll tell you whether you're getting screwed or not I don't know I think people like people are used to just being abused in this that's for sure system. orthodox Jewish people yeah. especially are I used mean, to being to abused, extent, running I, I to Minyan, running to oh, the Rebbe's, sure. running to back home for Shabbos to squeeze every last minute in of work that you can get up until Shabbos. And then, you know, having a thousand guests over, like we're killing ourselves for what? For an extra 20 grand? Like, seriously, is it, is it that big of a deal in the long run? I don't know. You have to ask yourself well, that. I don't- it's also like not even for now like isaac was saying like you're building up like your savings and investments and all that but it's also like the your your career like you have these names on your resumes you're building up this experience like i did my time as an auditor mm-hmm. like that's it's forever going to be on my resume that i worked for five years in public accounting and like 
no matter where I go, they're going to see that. And that automatically gives me a step up. And that's like <laughs> building your credibility and like your resume also. I get that. You do your I, time. I, I would say though, you get people come out extremely scarred, abused, traumatized. Look what's going oh, on with yeah. you and this boss. Like they can't work functionally with another human being again because of the fear of not of missing deadlines and fear of oh uh, yeah no, I, nightmares like, you don't know, you don't know how many things. i don't know i've never had it but you don't know how many tears i cried yeah, yeah. yeah like you don't know how many tears i cried on arab yom kippur that had nothing to do with like repenting for my sins this year like it was all like <laughs> i'm being religiously persecuted in 2022 by another right Jew. right yes oh yeah oh wait so when you're like um superiors are jewish right yeah, my the CEO of my company is a Jew. Yeah, it's so classic. It's so classic. Yeah, that's, that's like. By the way, I mean that. Like, I know it's this. This is a radical, crazy statement to say, but like now I understand. Like the capos in Nazi Germany. Like, I, we live with some of these guys. They don't give a. They don't give a crap. They don't give a crap. They will grind you through the through the holiday. Well, through the through the, the problem is the, we the let religion. them do it. That's the problem. You let them do it. People have to stand up for themselves and say, "Well, I don't. Th- I'm I don't, not going to well, let myself be abused I, this year." I hear that, but if you haven't been in that situation, I don't know. I can't, I'm not going to judge. I don't. I don't think you have. I mean, have you been in that high corporate? Well, there's a reason job? I don't have no interest in going. Right. So that's a problem. Like some people need it. Some people need to be in there. They like to you take can't it. escape it. As it's also like there's, you, there's only so much you can stand up no, for it's yourself not, and say it. Like, like. It, a- Avery, it's different because do it. I don't want to hear the complaints. A lot of jobs, a lot of yeah. jobs, suck. You understand? Like at yeah. least in corporate, mm-hmm. you may have to work more, and you have to, and it spills over into your religion. But at least you're getting compensated. You wouldn't get compensated the way you would in a regular job. True. You don't get paid. You like, oh yeah, you want to take off for chagim? No problem. We're not paying you for it. Mm-hmm. Your salary reflects that. Here in this job, they they will reciprocate, like like uh, Rachel's saying, that they'll give you the floating holidays. You get the floating holidays. Mm-hmm. You're not working Christmas. Uh, you are working Christmas. You're not going to work Yom Kippur. Right. You're working, um, you know, Columbus Day, uh, MLK Day. You're not taking. You're you're taking off for Pesach. It's being worked out. You're, 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 it's in the contract. You're working this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're supposed to cover you. That's the whole point. And you're willing to work more and longer or in a complex role or more certified role or more licensed, whatever. More stress. I don't know. Big boys, you know, I don't know. What, what, what was that Wall idea. Street movie you uh, always begged me to watch? Uh, I don't know. Wolf of Wall Street, I think. No, I've never uh, <laughs> begged you to watch anything. Yes, you have. I, I think you have. Ladies out there, you hear? Yeah, see what? Uh, what's the word? What's the feminist? Um, 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 ma- misogynist. masculine misogynist. Misogynist. Rachel, see what a misogynist this guy? Him and your boss should get coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah, we planned this already. I, I do know, <laughs> Mr. Cohen. <laughs> No. I'm messing around. Um, I mean, okay. listen, I could, I could pass along his information. If, uh, I'm sure he'd be happy to meet. Yeah, tell him. I'll meet him at the uh, anti-Israel uh, BDS boycott down the block. 
I wanted to go to a fun thing. Okay, Rachel, let me ask you. Do you actually yeah. go to the company Christmas holiday party? Spill the, spill oh, the, heck, spill the tea, as they say. On yeah. other, other heck other. yeah. Okay, so at my new job, it's not as fun. I actually, I quit my old job. I stopped working at my old job was mid-November last year. So I actually did show up to the Christmas party. And, well, it's a holiday party. And the holiday party is, like, the best day of the year, especially, like, when you work at, I guess it depends on your corporate culture, but my, especially my old job, my new job, too, like, people just, like, want to have fun. So you get there, and sometimes, like, the younger staff would, like, go out and pregame before, or, like, one of the guys had, like, a bottle of something at his desk. We were, like, just taking shots in the office. Um, The whole day leading up to it was a fake day. And they like, we do, I think we did a secret Santa, which I was in charge of for a couple of years. Mm. Um, and then they brought in, but it was like, they brought in free lunch. Obviously they brought like some kosher stuff because there were Jews participating. Um, and then we like went to this like fancy party hall. I don't remember where, oh, it was actually, it was always at the Tribeca rooftop, which is like a really, really nice if anyone's ever been there. Um, Ooh, and they would have, they would have like a whole, so they, they gave a presentation about how the company was doing during the year. That was kind of boring. Sometimes I would like miss part of that if we went out pre-gaming. Um, and then we would <laughs> get there and they had like appetizers and there was always like the little kosher corner because there were Jews. So like I had my like little Jew crew. So we like all met up at the kosher corner, got oh. our food. And then like I mingled with everyone else, like within the first, like, probably 20 30 minutes everyone was drunk um mm-hmm. all the partners were drunk like the partners would like come up and talk to us and they were drunk um mm-hmm. and it was Tips great them. like the first time i was there i'm like i've never seen so many drunk adults in one place in my entire life i love um, it yeah it was Just great avery and has they... a shot so we avery we should uh, when, when is the holiday party avery and i would like to come I don't know. My dad actually asked me, he's like, are you going to go to your old company holiday party this year? And I'm like, no, like I've been what? gone for over a year. No, we want to go. go. We'll come. Last year I did show up, but I came after all my coworkers were texting me. They're like, Rachel, get down here. Like, get over here. Come. Like right now. They were like all drunk. And I'm like, okay, like I'm still working. Like you guys are getting drunk at 4 PM. Like I'm still at work, but I did end up going ever. Everyone was like, by the time I got there, everyone was too drunk to realize that I didn't work there anymore. Um, and I was, like, schmoozing with them. One of the partners, like, slid me his card. He's like, do you want to come back? Just give me a call. Um, Ooh, I love that. Nice. Yeah, and okay, they all cool. said that. Like, That's nice. Yeah, huh? like, they all said that. You think you made a Kiddush um, Hashem? Then, is, it, is it your job to make a Kiddush Hashem? That's my question there. Because I, I went mean, into corporate America and I said, that's my job. But meanwhile, you had all these uh, douchebags from the Jewish community, you know, cursing out this one, sleeping with that one, screwing over that one. And they got promoted and I got fired. Well, I didn't get fired, but whatever. I had to quit. I didn't have to quit. I, mean, I got a better offer. I left early. Okay. Anyway. I don't think. All right. I, they, think all I, right I had to resign. Oh, go ahead. What do you like? What's it? I, I, what's the deal with that? I don't think I went in being like, this is my mission to make Kiddush Hashem, because also, like, it was a public accounting firm. Like, there were plenty of Jews there. But, like, I definitely made an impression on the people I worked with. And, like, everyone really, I think one of my supervisors one time even told me, like, 
how much respect that they have, like, no matter what, I'm very committed to, like, leaving early on Fridays and, like, and also, That's like, as I work there, it's sort of working resume. With... Committed to leaving early on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 like, committed to <laughs> my religion, like, no, 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 how, how, it was, it was more than that. <laughs> Actually, all of my coworkers would be like, can I be Jewish on Friday? Like, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, he got you, Avery. Touche. Touche. Oh, that was great. <laughs> no, but they, they were like, they were impressed that, like, I was so committed to everything. Like, we would go out for team lunch, and, like, if we were in the middle of nowhere, like, I always had my own food, and, like, it just, I was, someone just made the comment once that I'm, like, so dedicated, and it's like, it like, they respect that I'm so dedicated to, like, my religion like just all of the things that i'm doing in the office and like um i don't know i also i was a good worker like i got all my work done even like leaving early on fridays like i worked late the other days um i always gave my supervisors an update before i left i was like okay this and this is most like this is all done i'm gonna finish this on sunday and like and they were fine with it like it was never a matter of like an issue of me not getting my stuff done and my clients also respected it. All my clients who I had to go to in the winter, like they knew I left early. They knew I was a religious Jew. Um, it's funny. I had one client who like was Jewish, but not religious. Mm-hmm. But um, he, he was so funny when I would come, he would like call me and I would go into his office asking questions. And he's like, so did you see this article in the Jerusalem post? And then he would, like print it out for me and like talk to me about it. Or like he brought in chocolate one time. He's like, I already checked. It has an OU on it. Mm. Like, it was just, like, it was cute. Like, um, <laughs> It is cute. It, one it's time, very cute when yeah. they think about you. Can't, can't deny that. Yeah. You know? mm. One time, I was at that client. It was on a Friday. And I was in a meeting with the client and my team. And, like, it was Friday afternoon. And I think I was the least concerned person in the room about what time I had to leave. Like, I knew I had to leave at 2 o'clock. So they're like, okay, Rachel, you can ask all your questions first. And, like, you can go first just in case, like, if you have to leave and, like, if you have to leave in the middle, it's totally fine. You could just get up and go. And then, like, every, like, 20 minutes, they'd be like, Rachel, you're, you sure you're still okay to stay? Like, you, you, you don't need to leave? You still have time? And I'm like, yes, don't worry. I'm fine. Yeah, what so were they that, afraid? I they that turn into, like, a, a pumpkin or something? <laughs> no, they... <laughs> I know. It's just, like, you could stay there for another minute. It's so funny. No, I just, I thought it was cute. They like, build they... up, like, bond. No, I get it. They, they, they become... Yeah accustomed to your custom which is nice in some way yeah uh, yeah and i had i had some staff who like tried to take advantage of it too like um in my last year there i was most i was i was supervising staff so some of the staff that would work for me on the weekends uh, like one of them would always say like oh since i'm working with you i'll just work on sunday instead of saturday and uh my coworker, my other coworker, was telling me like oh yeah the staff was telling me he has like a party to go to on saturday or like brunch or something I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, they kind of took advantage of the system working on Sunday instead of Saturday. Because working on Saturday apparently is, like, super annoying. I never had to deal with it, but, like, everyone's oh, yeah. online. Everyone's, like, asking you for things. Like, it's like a regular work day during busy season. But for me on Sunday, it's, like, especially when I used to go into the office, my little Jew crew was there, so we would, like, eat lunch together. Because they brought in kosher lunch for us on Sunday. And we were just, like, I, I would go in, talk to, like, the one person on my floor and, like, get my work done, get lunch, get the rest of my work done, and then leave. And, like, nobody was bothering me. 
but like my one coworker would tell me that on Saturdays, like she had to, um, she had to like deal with people. Like people would like come to her desk or call her and like different things to do. You mean like no one yeah. threw, uh, threw carrots at you and went, Oh, there's the jewel. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, did you agree? maybe let's go. I'm giving Sitting you like a Holocaust joke. I can't do that. I'm sorry. What? I, now like, you have standards. You're I'm like, you're a unbelievable. bigger man than that. <laughs> no. can, can you, there's a chauffeur behind you, Avery. Just like I just want, I just blow it. Can blow just blow the chauffeur. Just, just grab it and go. Is that how you guys like got, coordinated each other with each other? You one would blow a chauffeur. It's like the conch. <laughs> <laughs> the That's what conch. happens. Yeah, like, like when I quick, can, you know, quick to level uh, uh, accounting never, apartment department four. <laughs> I'll never forget the Kia. But I was in, like when I was like big big four public accounting. I, I like I was coming from Baruch College, so that's a CUNY school, and. Uh, I still had like camp. He walked in there and he asked for a degree and they denied him. But he was, that's had, why he was coming. I still had there. to go. Well, I, I, I went to community <laughs> college for, you know, you know, like a year. Okay. So they had to take me in. Yeah. Um, and when I went to, um, so when I went to like one of these big places, yeah, it was like, it was like camp. That's what, that's what appealed to me. You know, uh, you guys, did you, you, Rachel, you had, um, what was it called? Like, a super recruitment day, something like that. They used to call it a super day. Yeah, super day. Super yeah. day, right. They they basically like bring everyone that they want to make offers to into the office. And, you know, you meet people from everywhere, Pennsylvania. Usually it's going to be like anyone who wants an East Coast, you know, a, a New York City-based uh, metro, you know, New York metro area. That's what they call, you know, in these professional places. Professional, quote-unquote. Um, and they... They bring everyone in together and you meet with like, I don't know, a partner, a manager, or this one or that one, a VP, uh, you know, an SD, uh, a BT, BT, no, <laughs> no. Oh, wow. and uh, yeah, basically you go, you know, whatever you go through the day, they give you lunch, they, they give you a little potch and you're on your way, you know, so I get a place with like this Jewish guy and that Jewish guy and then, and they bring me. Yeah, into, I got to do, I got to do some also when I was a staff, like. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, buddy. They coach, didn't really, buddy coach. Yeah, they didn't do like a big super day. I, I did super days when I was like interviewing and everything. At my firm, they do like just, it's basically the same idea. It's just not everyone at once. They would mostly like, I think they would bring in like eight candidates a day. Mm. And um, mm. I remember like, usually they do all the YU kids in the same day and then they took us to Abigail's for lunch, mm. um, which is great. But classic. I, classic. I, I also got to do them as a staff because what they do is I think I had like three interviews and like between interviews I had a buddy who was like a staff who'd like walk me around of course like they gave me like one of the Jews in the office um <laughs> so like he walked me like from interview to interview Hold and then at the end, as you walk around the court <laughs> <laughs> he would like answer my question show me where where I was going um and then we the whole group would go to lunch together with the buddies. So, and it was a test too, because like then when, when I was a buddy, they had the buddies sit in when oh, they have a meeting afterwards where they dissect the interviews and like all the candidates and like say if you want to hire them or not. Um, so like the buddy, like people like misbehaved at lunch and like that cost them the job. 
So it's re- it's really interesting. They didn't wash for uh, a mozi before. <laughs> Is that it? What could be what could yeah, be considered misbehaving? I'd like to hear. Let's. Do you have an example? Like said, like said inappropriate things or um, talked about. Look, I'm look somebody in the eyes the... made eye contact <laughs> for more than ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. No, but like talking about like other offers or just oh. like saying like red flag things or not really engaging. Mm. Um, because they they also like I, I worked in audit. So some of the people we were trying to hire, when you're in audit, you need to have personality. You need like to have people skills. You have to be able to be put in front of a client and be able to talk to the client. Oh, wow. So, like, I mean, some of the tax people, they don't have to have personality, but they can just sit <laughs> at the computer and do tax returns. <laughs> Most accountants but, don't. <laughs> Not wrong. I'm very rare. I've been told. People don't understand. Yeah, people no, don't believe you know how to, you, you know how to, yeah. Well, it's it's definitely like, uh, objectively speaking, into the masses, it's very, very, very rare. But in these in these big accounting firms, I mean, there are, there are a lot of people like you because they find very they're, they're looking and it's a, it's a it's a worldwide search. They they're finding people who know how to do a high skilled, specific you know technical educational whatever kind of role skill, and mm-hmm. you have that, and you and you can also have a conversation. That's that's the key. You know? Yeah. Like all those, yeah. People, one of my, all those one of my people that they have, uh, all those people they have um, on uh, what's that channel? Uh, oh God, I feel like the Twenty Four uh, Nickelodeon. That one? No, no, no. The one you never watched. <laughs> the no, the one you never watched. No, CNBC. Right? It's like on CNBC. Yep. You know, you see all these people. Right? Uh, who do I like? Uh, Sarah Sarah Eisen. Well, it's like that's her name, Sarah Eisen. Oh my God, how's she doing? I don't know. I haven't seen her in like five years. So Sarah Eisen's like. Sarah Eisen is like, she's very good looking. She knows how to have a conversation. She's an anchor, uh, an anchor. Russ Rush used to say anchor babe, <laughs> anchor babe. She's an anchor on CNBC. Like this girl worked in court finance, worked on Walsh, knows the lingo, knows how to talk. And now you know, you know how to handle yourself so well, you're on the big screen. So that's what they do at uh, a lot of these professional corporate places. Not, not on TV, but you know, they don't throw you on TV, but they... They find people who know a skill. They know how to handle themselves with a specific, like I was saying, just specific job, engineering, lawyer, whatever, whatever. You know, actually, I went to a shul when I was much, much younger, the rabbi of the shul. <sighs> whatever, his name is like Rabbi, whatever, Rabbi whatever, okay? I call him Rabbi Junior, Rabbi Avery Junior. No, Rabbi Carlos Avery Jr. <laughs> Danger. Well sought after. Yeah, this is this rabbi, yeah. So he was um actually in one of these big law firms. I don't know, Sack, Stein, ah, one of these one of these law firms with the Jewish names. And he was uh he was you know, he's a rabbi shul, but he was a he was more of a learned guy rather than a social guy. And yeah, he worked in this big, big firm and he was he was in the back. He was doing the contracts, he was doing whatever the the high complex legal stuff and he wasn't client facing, as they say. So, that's the, um, that's what you can get into. That's that's what they'll set you up. So, Avery, there's hope for you. Relevance, <laughs> relevance, Your Honor. Relevance, relevance. <laughs> um, I just needed to, you know, throw in another another one. Oh, look at this. Okay, 
Sh uh, Shlomo from Nashville is finally here. Shlomo, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Take a this seat. Is, yeah, take a seat, baby. The man, seat. Oh. the man our one listener wow. has been waiting for. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. I can't believe you're here. Yeah, lift that up. Lift that up over there. Yeah. No, no, no. You don't. You know, it, it physically you can lift it. Yeah. There you it's go. It's on. We tested Perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah. Look at that. How are you? And, and there's the camera. Look at that. Oh wow, this is great. <laughs> great setup. Yeah. Over how are? Say oh, yeah. hi to Rachel. Say hi to Rachel. No, She's no. He got it from Stalkers.com. Oh. It's actually been very useful. <laughs> Stalkers.com. Stalkers.com. Never heard of that People, one. It's oh yeah, yeah. On the dark web. Gym locker rooms have them. A mess everywhere. <laughs> right. Go look at them. Women's locker rooms, particularly. Nice. And <laughs> that's mostly where they're used. It's that beautiful. Shlomo from Nashville, can you translate for, for the... What was he just saying? Something about the dark web over here. <laughs> Don't listen to him. <laughs> so, uh, Rachel uh, Salutsky, she's uh, she's on the show. She she works in a similar field as you, accounting. Oh, wow. Mm. Ratings. She was I just heard our ratings fall. <laughs> 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 Well, we're talking about the corporate, no the, the corporate and Jewish life balance. Okay, of course. What do you do? You An think that pit. exists? Do you think that that could does. that ha that could ha is it attainable? I, I've seen it. It is attainable. It does exist. Nice. Not without difficulty. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it exists. Uh, it happens all the time. The plenty of of from how, how? Tell me how. So Just, I, so it's interesting. Okay, yeah. so it exists because a lot of yeah. our conversation with Rachel, Rachel was telling us about her balance. Uh, but it sounds to me like it's 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 not really a balance, you know. You got to give up here and there. Yeah, it's tough. It, it, it definitely. Like, you know, uh, she sacrificed for a religion. Kudos, right? Avery, I don't know what he's sacrificing for. You know, he just follows the money. <laughs> <laughs> so the, there's, there's a popular phrase they like. The, the big firms like to toss around: "Work smarter, not harder." So when it comes to personal life, and religion is part of your personal life over here, you have to just work smarter. So. You have to sign on right after the holidays, right after Shabbos during busy season. If you're an accountant, if you're a lawyer, I've seen it from different positions over here. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it is attainable. What the firm people do is as long as they communicate, most of your employers will have no problem as long as you communicate with them and you set the expectation that you're off during these times and you make up the work, whether it's beforehand you're working harder, on a Thursday night you're working until 3, 4 a.m., or it's Saturday night right after Shabbos, you log right back on. That's the working smarter. You're rearranging around your schedule. Mm. And it, it applies to all facets of life, uh, whether it's religion or your personal life or your social life. You have to just fit it in if it's important enough to you. Um, make it work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I myself have worked straight up. I mean, you've seen a couple of times. Worked straight up right into Shabbos, into candlelight. Yeah, and, I have, yeah. You know, From and, the and, videos and, you said this. <laughs> we don't know each other. Of course. And... Uh, <laughs> And, um, yeah, you just you, work you right up it. until candle lighting. You shut the computer. You turn it right back on after the holiday, after Shabbos, whatever it is. And you make sure it's done. How do you, how do you explain to people, you know, about this thing? You know, how you, you've met a lot of um, employees, coworkers that are not Jewish, are not Orthodox Jewish, have probably maybe some have never even met a Jew before. Yep. So I, I had an awkward conversation the other day because I recently switched groups. I made a lateral move within uh, a big firm that I work at. And uh, hence the I, episode. <laughs> so my, my previous uh, a group that I was in had plenty of firm people and I didn't have to explain a thing. I just, you know, they saw the yarmulke. They when they met me, they know already. Shabbos, holidays, 
no problem. Occasionally they'll ask, oh, you know, what do you do? So you tell them, oh, it's, it's a family time. It's, it's relaxation. It's removing yourself from the social media, mm. uh, from the, all the devils of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, the for those people, that the satisfies world. them, right? So, you, so group, you don't call yeah. me, basically. <laughs> no, no, no. Only when I need to. Okay. <laughs> and uh, the, the new group that I'm in, I made a lateral move. These people had no idea what it meant to do Shabbos, what it meant to do Yom Tif, what Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. They know it's a Jewish holiday. They don't understand. I can't go on my cell phone. I can't open up my computer. I can't correspond. So when I said that to them, I said, oh, you know, I'm taking off for the holidays. They said, oh, it's vacation, right? Mm. I said, no, it's, it's mm. not vacation. It's a lot of family time, and you have to, you know, do the preparation before. A lot before of synagogue and then, time. And then tell them what I happened the next day. They, they came in with yarmulkes, <laughs> shaitals. <laughs> One of them said to me, uh, oh, is this the holiday with the strings? Yeah. With the strings where you can't carry outside the strings? <laughs> All of them, buddy. They're thinking of like what? Um, Isn't that uh, that show, the, the, the Netflix show? They had the strings. Uh, the unorthodox, no? Uh, the Aruv. The Aruv. The Aruv. The Aruv. Right? They, I get yeah. the Aruv so much. But this guy so said much. to me, like, he said, oh, I saw Aruv. a documentary on Netflix where you can't carry outside of the strings. Is this the holiday? Yeah. Say <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh that's gosh. that's what we do. That's the holiday. <laughs> that's we walk around. Holiday. Surround so the strings. <laughs> we, we surround the village. It's definitely an awkward conversation, but I would say for the most part, 99.9% of people are going to be respectful. They're not going to care as long as the work is done and you communicate. And they're, they're going to be interested because it's different to anyone who's unfamiliar. It is, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? There's that protection in corporate America that I really have learned to respect because I am working in a Heimish playset. You know, let's just say... They utilize every second of Erev Shabbos, you know, and Yom Tovim and all that, because, you know, because of coverage or whatever. And I understand that's, that's what I signed up for, as Avery will remind me. But in corporate, you're, you're protected. That's a good thing. I mean, HR is just a, is just a call away. It's just a swipe away. Yeah. You're definitely protected uh, in terms of not having uh, consequences for taking off. You got to do your And there's no repercussions. Though. But you do have to put in the work. Yeah. So whereas in a firm firm, you take off for the holidays, it's not like you're working overtime the night before and after. In these corporate firms, you have to work overtime the night before or mm-hmm. after. Co- there's a lot of correspondence, a lot of uh, communication that's involved uh, in, in explaining to your teams what exactly you're doing and the days, the exact days that you're off. Um, and I would say that that's um, uh, not always true, but the big firms, they're okay with. The smaller firms, you might have a little more trouble. Uh, because they'll tend to mac- micromanage you. It sounds like my mom. Um, it's the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell her I'm not coming for me. Oh, no, no, no. I need a communication. I need why, right. when, where are you going to be, what time, when, what happens, which if friend you are you going mother, out with? If you had multiple mothers. Which, oh, no. <laughs> what, can you imagine? Which friend? Where is he from? What type of car is he driving to where? Sounds like the Jews. How much gas does here? he have in the car? It's crazy. Sounds like the typical uh, jews It's a problem. Rachel has a boss who is uh, Jewish but apparently hates Judaism and is trying to thwart her attempts oh, to take off. <laughs> I don't think that's how she got explained Thwarting it, her attempts to <laughs> take <laughs> off for Yuntif. Does he, uh, oh, he wants you to come to the dark side, doesn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, he just told my – he's the CEO. He told my supervisor. Um, I used to work in public accounting, so I, I switched to the not public accounting world. But um, he told my supervisor to unapprove my days off for Sukkot. So just to catch you up. So he has to approve. It's not just an email saying, I'm taking off these days for holiday. Right. 
So that's the difference um, between a bigger and a small. No, so my supervisor well, that's a, that's already... Because that, that's just the difference between, like, an annoying boss <laughs> and, like, a normal boss or a good culture versus a bad culture. That's mm-hmm. literally it. A good culture yeah. is going to say, tell you, um, your days are your days. You send them in. That's it. You send them in. When you go over the limit, we'll call you. That's all. We don't need to know anything. When you have a top, when you're in, when you have a bad boss, when you have a bad culture, whatever, whatever, why are you taking off? Oh, really? I didn't. I didn't realize. It, shouldn't that just take an hour? Example: Avery, you're not here for the podcast. We had an episode planned. I let you take I off didn't eighteen know. episodes ago. Okay. Uh huh. It's a floating holiday. Use it somewhere else. <laughs> I am using it. Floating, Avery. You're a you're you are you are a floating holiday. You're the definition. Of a <laughs> Even if I bring someone in to take up my hours, it's a problem. No, no, that's well. That's the thing. You know, project based, work based. Why can't you know? Why can't that? Why can't that stand? But there's just some jobs that that it's not it's not that you know it's uh, just being present, having support, you know, having yeah. having the channel. Who's gonna click? I, who's gonna hit the Excel spreadsheets and and do like just sit and typing yeah, endlessly on a on a, a keyboard while you're away with your head bobbing? You know, it's like we're doctors sometimes. Yeah, essentially, like we're on call. wow, wow, right? <laughs> always on it's call. Like we're on call. I've had some comments. Yeah, over that's years. what I hate. Like. We're not saving lives here. Like, why is it that important if I get you the project, like, a day later? Or, like, if I finish the project when I come back from the holiday, like, mm-hmm. nobody's dying. Preach That's what I don't understand. Actually, you know what, what they do. Understand. They well, might, they, they might there's die. Some, there's, some, well, there's some cultures that are just, they, you know, they, they can't let you go from that fear, from that intimidation, from causing you to be trepid. They need to keep that going. When you have an organization that's built upon uh, minorities that were oppressed, such as Asians, Jews, uh, what else? <laughs> Italians, oppressed guy. people. That's what's going to happen. It's going to reflect your work environment. What do, you, like, what do you expect? It's actually a good point, no? Most oppressed are, are the people, are the, the Asians who just stick to themselves. They have some right, Asian Of course, workers. and so the Indian guy who's working for $8 an hour. Oh, and, the Indian, right. They, they, oh, these oh, guys are oppressed. Oh, I yeah. feel In Bangladesh. Oh, I had to we, manage like yeah. a 40 of them from our shared services center. They're, they're, and people don't treat them nicely either. Oh, but yeah. like I'm saying, you know. We had one die. We had one oh, die. Man. It was. Uh, oh, my God. We had one drop dead. This Ga- guy. Gandhi. This guy was Indian, you know, is like hunger strike. You know, his 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 first name was Patel, you know, and literally (laughs) like no, like not as this guy. Shankar. This guy like he had a deadline. He was up for partner or or director, and he was like, people saw him like drooling and sweating and limping, and he was he he had like a a whole uh, like a twenty something hour heart attack and then yeah and then just totally 20 hours dropped that yeah you could have a heart excessive you could have a you could have a heart attack for like like a stroke or a heart attack something one of those two no a heart attack but maybe he's having a stroke and he was sitting there working the whole time no he was like Like, literally like people saw it like people were telling like are you okay like do you feel and he's like no you gotta get the work done so i'll tell you a crazy drop dead (laughs) this guy drops dead um on the floor, mm-hmm. all these people, and it was great. HR, you were there? HR, I was there. <laughs> I was there. I was there working on the other floor. They tell me someone, I ran down, like, what's going on? You know, a few Jewish guys from Kiddush Club are saying, God, ready for this guy. 
And uh, we get an email from HR. We want to make everyone feel safe. Did you ever hear the and story? If you need to go home, we understand. And I and I replied yeah. and I said, "Oh, I feel terrible. I knew him. He's my best friend." Send and I left for the right like, before you three left. Days. Though you stopped, you went, walked into up to him, reached into his pants pocket, and took his wallet. Right? <laughs> no, Biggie. Oh, too many. Too many. Yeah, you watch. You would too do many, it. I would, would do it. Uh, uh, Slomo from Nashville. What, what's the what's the news in Nashville? So th- there's a story uh, where I actually had to call Hatsala in the office. Oh my god! Uh, and this is uh, unrelated to the firm topic, but just to show you the the stress that it can put on oh people, the corporate field. Uh, oh my god! All of a sudden, this this girl, uh, she's sitting behind me, friendly with her. Um, we're part of a uh, uh, network within within the firm of uh, networking events. And, uh, but I'm not like close with her and she gets up from her seat and I hear her start complaining to the other girl next to her that her arm is numb and she has pain in half her body. And oh. immediately my instincts oh my kicked God. in from over the years of working at the Jewsiety. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Jewsiety <laughs> kicks in. And I said, Oh, we have to take care of this girl. And, and she's complaining That's of, nice of you. um, pain in one side of her body, which oh could be a God. blood clot, could be a heart attack. Oh my God. So immediately I said, you know what? Maybe this girl is stressed. Let's take her down to the lobby. And I take her down to the lobby. We start walking around. And I go to the front desk, uh, the office, um, uh, you know, the security people at the front. And I said, do you have a medic on, on premises? And I'm thinking, you know, there's got to be a few hot seller guys in the office over here. This is a, <laughs> there's a lot of from people smack in the middle of Midtown. Oh, my God. And, um, uh, and they send over uh, a nice young lady with a backpack a medical bag, like in camp, and starts to take this young girl's blood pressure. The blood pressure, she didn't know how to take it. I took over. I took the blood pressure. It was like 180 <laughs> over like 120. I took the girl's blood pressure because the PwC employee came with the medical bag, didn't know yeah. how to take the blood pressure. She was like the designated, you She know, was the medic oh that they had gosh. on campus. Oh, my God. Wow. And I, I took this, this wow. very thin, you know, probably 110-pound, young, nice, Gentile woman, uh, I took her blood pressure, and it was very high through the roof. I immediately called Hatsala, and these rabbis with beards start schlepping <laughs> stretch, stretchers into the midtown <laughs> oh office, up the steps, and causing a scene. And, oh and they put God. this young girl on a stretcher, oh and they my take God. her to the hospital, and they're saying that the symptoms are possible a blood clot, possible oh. heart attack. Well, the and PwC office NYU. sends out to heal him for <laughs> Gentile woman. And <laughs> no, it's a Jewish, was it a Jewish girl? No, no, no. No, it was not a Jewish oh, okay. girl. So uh, very nice, sweet girl from, from the middle of Jersey. And she had no family in an area. So oh, I my felt God. I knew, I knew this, her backstory. I knew she had no family, no friends. She moved here from western New Jersey somewhere, some hick town, New Jersey, <laughs> close to Pennsylvania. That's what they say. And bottom line, Hatsala took her in the, in the ambulance, and I went in the ambulance with her. No way. All she when did this happen? Me, this was uh, a couple, you know, before COVID. Oh, my. Oh, as years ago. And, okay. and the girl says to me, she's like, oh, who are all these rabbis taking care of me? <laughs> oh my god i said don't worry about it they're volunteer you know they're helping yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this girl is probably thinking that she was abducted by a bunch of hasidim oh my god <laughs> and at the end of the day she had she had a panic attack but the point is that that, well, yeah. that it, it's really crazy what this firm you know what, what these big firms can do to you but that doesn't mean they don't have the flexibility so there's there's two sides of the coin there's that side where it's super stressful but on the other hand like i said earlier they have a lot of flexibility when it comes to personal uh, interests and personal uh, life, such as your religion, yeah, which they, is important. They have to give it. They they, they just have to. they can't they can't mess they around with it. And 
it really, and if you can't take I the stress, you, you leave, and it, that's it, it. It really, and it really, but it really protects the employee, and that's what I'm seeing now. Yeah. Working for a small place, where you really work under the behest of one person, and uh, you know, Rachel, like Rachel was saying, we're at the behest of one person here. You know, whether, yeah. and that could be in a corporate job, or that could be, you know, I mean, it sounds like Rachel's in a corporate job, but right, and obviously, it could basically what. Uh, uh, you know, mom and popping away also. But when you're working in that real yeah. corporate experience and setting where you got to go through HR, you got to go through the, the the councils, the class councils and this one and that one and this office manager and this one on this office partner, there's a process there that protects you. Rachel? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, it's, and this is what they can do. Because, yeah, if he would have straight up told me, you can't have off for your religious holiday. I, all, all it is is one call to HR. But now um, I had a very interesting conversation with my dad about it because he was telling me, because I was like very upset about this whole ordeal that happened. Also that it was like young pepper that it was happening. And I don't know. I had a conversation with my dad and he was telling me he, he's from a small town in Kentucky. So where he grew up, there were like no Jews. Are there big towns and, in Kentucky? To be <laughs> fair. They're bigger. But he Louisville. was telling me he was working. Kentucky. Yeah, Louisville. Louisville, right. Slug. Yeah. So he was he was working as an engineer and in this company. And he asked the supervisor, like he, he had two days off for Rosh Hashanah one year. And the supervisor basically told him that he couldn't have off the second day of Rosh Hashanah. And my dad told him, like, that he needs the day off. Like, it's Rosh Hashanah. And... Then my dad was telling me that after that, I mean, this was years ago before, like, there were protective laws and everything. But basically, he said that when layoffs came around, like, that was the reason he got laid off. Like, it didn't specifically say it, but, right, like, right. they didn't tell him that. But my dad, like, I wouldn't have gone, I definitely wouldn't have gotten laid off if I didn't have the issue. So now, for me, it's not even, it's not even fighting for my days off for Sukkot. It's like, okay. So when it comes time to like assess the situation, like maybe it won't be firing, but it's going to be like, oh, you're he's going to find some way to nitpick on my work mm. that it's not good enough to try to like get rid of me. And I'm just like, because once you hit toxic, it's just toxic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and Rachel, can, I don't can't know. you um, can't you imagine? Uh, and I'm sure you've come across situations where people might make uh, some unpleasant comments where, oh, I wish I was Jewish. Oh, uh, you know, it must be so nice to automatically have these days off and you don't have to work. Uh, I don't know about you. Yeah. I've heard a couple of those, I mean, you know. I mean, mostly it was, like, my friends that I worked with. Like, yeah. I had my work day at my old job, and um, she would be like, okay, so what holiday is this? Like, she wasn't, like, questioning, right. but she's like, oh, can I just be Jewish today? Like, <laughs> I don't want to go in. But for me, I didn't take offense to that. Like, cause she, but right. all the people I worked with when I was in public accounting – they knew that like I was putting in the hours before they knew like they would get emails from me at seven o'clock in the morning on Friday because I had to leave at two, three o'clock. Like I was at my desk by seven, like sometimes even earlier. Hmm. And like, they knew I was putting in that time. So like, yeah, I was rolling out at like two or three, but like I was, I was in the office like a good two hours before everyone else got there. We we do do make it up in other ways. Yeah. yeah. Or like logging in on Sunday, like none of my coworkers, they all like during busy season, unless it was like the busiest part of busy season, they weren't working on Sundays. 
for the most part. Maybe a few of them would log in here or there. I would I would panic every time I saw someone go green on like teens. I'm like, I don't want you to talk to me. I just want to do my work and be done. But like they mostly had off on Sunday. And like sometimes if I had something on Sunday, I had to balance my time like logging on on Saturday night and like Yeah, it's so I don't tough. know. I, so tough. I had a few years. Like I had Sundays where I had like engagement parties and weddings and things like that. And like you 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 want to go to those and live your life and you can. You just have to like like Shoma was saying, you just have to work it out. Like you have to like figure out your time. Yeah. And sometimes it's not it's just not as surmountable as people may say it could be or you may think it is. And yeah. You know, um, and sometimes you miss parts of engagement parties. You come late, you leave early, yeah. you come rushed in, and you're always anxious about who's going to message you while you're out. Right. And they yeah. don't realize, you know, it's, we take it, we take it very seriously. You know, people think this is something that we kind of palter with. Like I think what everyone was alluding to before we palter with it. It's, it's, it's like poultry palter. Like that's the chicken lack of seriousness. <laughs> Um, like a lack of seriousness, you know, like, oh yeah, you guys get a day off. Like you were just saying, and you, and you have to, you have to work around that, work through it. You have to prove yourself in other areas. You know, unfortunately in the, in the workplace lexicon, oh, there's another Jewish holiday pops up, pops up. This past winter, uh, during K one season, I, the associate was religious I was the senior associate. I was religious. The manager was religious. <laughs> and, and the director was not. So on Friday afternoon, <laughs> she says to work. us, she says, okay, what's the status for this, for this fund? When is it going to get done? Oh, you guys are all off, uh, you know, tonight at 2 o'clock. Okay, right. it's not going to get done until next Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Was she okay with it? He was okay she was annoyed. It? She was vi- visibly annoyed, but, but she, she didn't complain because she knew right. she couldn't. Well, you, could, be, you can she'd be She'd have annoyed. HR on her ass. You can be annoyed. But... I don't even think it's an HR thing. Like, I understand. Just it. work around it. Yeah. Like, just work around it. Don't be right. an a- don't be. Yeah. Can I say? Can I say? Don't be an a-hole. an a-hole. An a-hole, right? There you go. Can, don't be an a-hole. Seriously, you know there. Th- I like, also you just rearrange things. Rearrange things. Yeah. Okay. The boss. Can I also. Make, yeah. Not tell. I never like. I don't think I ever had a situation like that because the majority of the people, like, yeah, there were other Jews where I worked and religious Jews, but like I we were all in like different areas and like, I never had clients with them during busy season and during job, like I never had jobs with them. So like for me, it was, it was nice because people had my back. And like, even now during my big project that I'm working on, like my non-Jewish coworker, I called her crying on Aragorn Pepper being like, Oh yeah, the boss doesn't want me to like take off like all this. And she's like, okay, I got your back. Like, what do you need me to do? And like, but also like, you, nice. if you build those relationships with your team, then like they'll have your back for that, but you just have to have their back at other times. Yeah, there's a lot of so, reciprocity. Well, and speaking of you know having people's backs, putting your arms over their backs, then getting reported to HR. No, just putting your you know <laughs> friendship, friendship at these places. Okay, I want to kind of that Elva as as we as we come to a uh, close, the last few minutes on the show. Um, tell me about like your kosher friends, you know, um, Shlomo from Nashville. Is it, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the experience there like? 
with with your with your Jewish friends, oh, great. your non-Jewish we, uh, friends, you know, with the kosher friends. We did mishmar in the office. Yeah, oh mishmar, we, that's we cute. We did mishmar. We <laughs> I had, so a, had a firm partner who told me one day, "Here's my credit card. You know, expense wow, grades on, on me." Oh my god! Next Thursday, I and love that. you know, we had a whole gathering in his office, and we had mishmar. It's great. That. So cute. My non-Jewish friends, I will say it's great too. Uh, they're very familiar with kosher for the most part, especially being friends with me. So uh, <laughs> they say, oh, Saul, we, let's hang out. We'll go to Kosher Deluxe. They know already. We'll order from the Kosher Bravo pizza. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we hang out periodically. Um, one That's of my nice. non-Jewish friends, he's Sikh. And uh, I'm friends with him for about five years since my internship. There's some awesome Sikh dudes. And he's, he's so a great dude. Him uh, uh, and another uh, Jewish uh, co-worker of mine. We're, we're like, uh, we're a good friend group over here. And we, we, you know, we, we went to the Mets game the other night. It was great. It's a great relationship. Uh, everyone's u- respectful. Never had disrespect. Some, some not, you know, yeah. some sly comments here and there, but not right, disrespectful. Just right. a little bit of jealousy that they don't want to work. <laughs> and I was, I, I, I totally could, I totally I get relate that. to it. 100%. I totally get that. Yeah. I like, say you, you can know. convert. Just you know, to cut off your schlong. Oh, <laughs> cut off. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Totally. That's it's uh, it's nice to have that around. Rachel, same same like same with you. Uh, I mean, I know at least yeah. I don't know how many now like friendly culture oh, mishmars you can now. Have. Yeah, so I now my company is much smaller. There's a bunch of Jews. None of them are religious. So like I'm only religious Jew there. Um, at my old firm, I had a Jew crew, and that was fine. Like they weren't all like in my department. It, it I didn't work at a big firm. I worked at a mid-sized firm, so it wasn't like as many people they did have a mincha minion which was in one of, i mean women weren't invited but um it was in one of the partner's offices one of the guys in my jew crew was telling me about it and like they would call other members of the jew crew if they needed a minion like needed to make a minion um it was fun like we would go out to lunch um we would all sit together and eat lunch for like 20 we would like take 20 minutes to eat our bravo pizza that they brought for us on the sundays when we were in the office we had our little kosher corner at the holiday party. And like, kosher that was corner. fun. But yeah. yeah, the kosher Those corner. parties are fun. And then, like the kosher food. <laughs> yeah. And then now and then I was also very close with my non-Jewish coworkers. Like I had like in my department, there were a bunch of like girls, like around my level. Like we would all like sit around and hang out. They would ask me questions about things. They were like fascinated by my life. I definitely promised way too many wedding invitations when the time comes. Like, but like all of them like want to come see a religious Jewish wedding, and I'm like, okay. They do, on. yes. They they all of them want to come to the Jewish, the religious Jew, my big fat Jewish religious wedding. They're yeah. all down for that. I'll remember. I, I remember one time I was, you know, when I was in one of these corporate places. Yeah, literally, I um the Juku got called in. I wasn't on the project. I was so sad. Mm-hmm. I was like, why couldn't I be on the project? But anyway, I got even more jealous. I got even more envious because there's really cute blonde Jewish, really cute blonde girl who, I, you know, looked Jewish in a way, you know. But I was like, probably not Jewish. And she's working with she's working with the Jew crew, uh, the Koshikana, and I don't. For some reason, I was like, I want to go hang out with them, you know, because you know those are my friends, cute girl. Let me let me head over, you know, shidduch podcast. A lot of shidduchim are made at these big. Friends. I know. That's, I was thinking I was next, you know, I was, and I go in and uh, talking to these guys, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, all of a sudden she starts ranting about uh, uh, Shul and, and Shabbos. And I'm like, oh, my God, is she Jewish? 
and I'm like, and I, and I, you know, I remember like her name's Ellie. I'm like, Ellie, Ellie, it's a Jewish, it's a Jewish name. She ended up being Irish, but it was like Ellie, Ellie <laughs> McPherson. But she, she just, she worked. She, she loved the Jewish. If it was Mick Hevra. Goldberg. Would you go out with her? Mick Goldberg, her, yes. <laughs> General, like Mick Goldberg, I'd, I'd you know, I'd, I'd, I'd take a little step back, you know, some caution. All right, so a few, a few. Uh, I think we're getting to the last uh, topics here. So you told us about anything, uh, Rachel. Anything on your end you wanted to what wanted to bring up? Um, no. I mean, I talked about. I think I talked about my like incident, um, or my one incident that I just had recently. But and then about, I think I I covered everything. Unless there's another topic you want me to touch on. Shlomo from Nashville. Yeah, I, I, I found it interesting that Rachel mentioned earlier about the Mincha Minion and how, you know, only men are invited. It, it's, uh, <laughs> yes. I, it, it would be interesting if they had some kind of uh, Jewish woman gathering so you could, uh, the woman could also feel included. I have such a cute story actually about that. A very, 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 very cute story. So um, I was, when I was a young whippersnapper back in the day, uh, yeah, we were, we were working. Young? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They, they have a, they have a <laughs> no, no no they have a gathering for that first of all. It's <laughs> no, called no, the it's kitchen. A cute story. Oh, it's called the kitchen. Oh, there you go. Continue. <laughs> oh my God, you're terrible. <laughs> yes, your young whippersnapper so story. So I was a young whippersnapper, and <laughs> we had partners of all different kinds. You know, at the firm. You know, Jewish. Uh, this is a big firm. This firm, I just into the office itself had I don't know four or five hundred people working in it. Okay. <laughs> So um, we, we dive in every, every day. We went all the way down to the basement. We dive in there. Eh, we, what do we have? 20, 25, 30 people sometimes, you know, mostly from the company. And um, one day it was um, Bernstein, Mr. Bernstein. His, um, he shows up to Mincha, you know, Mr. Bernstein. And he's a partner. I was really happy to have worked with him for a little bit. Um, and I was so shocked to see him because he was conservative. He was a conservative Jew, you know, modern guy, not, not like, we never saw him in the minion. So obviously at that point in my young life, I figured, you know, you kind of put, oh, you're, you, you come, you know, you were a a minion goer. So, um, at when, at when the cousin, you know, finished davening, they said, everyone, you know, there's uh, uh, we have a you know, special guest because I, I also noticed his daughter, who actually worked at the company, got her an internship or something. She came, and I didn't realize it was his last day. So it was like a little kiddish, a little kiddish. We wished him farewells. It was really sweet, really cordial, you know, sentimental moment. Very. I, I'll, I'll always remember that. It was really nice, you know. But I like Wyoming. Is it a from thing where, uh, mm-hmm. where where you're from? Like, is it a from thing? Is it to go to YM? Yeah. No, I mean, I think people just. Um, I mean, some of my friends who went, their parents went to YU. Um. I mean, most of us go to yeshiva and seminary, so most of the yeshivas and seminaries that we go to are like YU program related. Yeshiva it's University. easy to go to YU and get um. Like, I got credit for my time in Israel. That's the cell. That's the big cell that you're able to, when you're going, when you're doing a college degree, Avery, do you know this? I don't know if, I don't know if Avery knows this. I don't know much about anything. So when you do a bachelor's degree, it really depends on your bachelor's. There are 
really re- majority have three bachelors. There's the Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Science, Bachelor of Business Administration. Those are the three standard, most popular. Mm-hmm. You know, there's also a Bachelor's of BSc, which is like a little bit more advanced. Some take it a little too far, and they turn out like us bachelors. Yeah. Well, 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 I wanted year to explain. After year. I wanted to explain why it was like sort <laughs> of it's sort of relevant because when you have credits from Israel, you're coming in. Uh, ha- how does it work? And most like YU and Landers and all the and and even uh, uh, City uh, CUNY, see like Queens College. I'm like trying to think like which well, Brooklyn Queens. Well, you know, they will. You know they will they will say like we'll accept like you know I don't know what like oh, not not ninety credits like you need a hundred and what do you need like one twenty something to graduate today? I think it's one hundred and twenty. I graduate. I mean, I am an accountant, so I graduated. I didn't do a master's for the CPA, so I graduated with over a hundred. I needed at least one hundred and fifty um, to right. take the CPA, so I graduated with a little bit over one fifty. Right, but I, I think I, for the degree, I think it was like 120 or 128, something like that. Right. So like 120, I think it's like 120 something. And so that's how they're able to like stack so many credits because when you go, let's say you're transferring into, let's say you're transferring to Turo Landers, like the most liberal when it comes to credits, uh, they'll literally, they'll put you down in a Bachelor of Arts program. And they'll require like maybe maybe even ninety, not ninety, maybe like sixty credits, because you can get what like thirty credits a year, right? Through thirty times four is one hundred and twenty, right? So, you know, you get about so yeah. they'll take well, like, actually, if you go actually, two full years, they, they, it's a hundred and it's one hundred and twenty credits. That's how they do it. So, I mean, I took like crazy course loads because I wanted. I did a year and a half in Israel, and I wanted to graduate on time. Uh, where did so, you go uh, in Israel? Like what, you know, what school and then what kind of school is it? Like what kind of crowd goes there? Like a seminary? Yeah. I went to seminary. So you went to seminary uh-huh. and yeah. like there was a pro- I went, I there mean, was a partnership already with one of the like Jewish colleges that will take your credits. Yeah, I went to you know? I went to Madrasha Maria. Okay. Most of yeah. like most of like the modern Orthodox seminaries and yeshivas like are associated with YU and you do like the YU program. Through, like, I went to the Dresden Maria through YU program. So, like, I got credit. Cool. And, yeah. like, they had, like, YU events and stuff. Right. They have some kind of, like, program you commit to. Does this, any of this Avery ring a bell? Not in the slightest bit. <laughs> <laughs> and, how, and, and where are you in, in your academic life right now? Right now, after this conversation, I'm just questioning every single facet of life in general. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, it's okay. I do that on a regular basis. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the credit thing. Well, yeah. I mean, how do we get into this whole credit thing? I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're basically corporate, so, you know, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to like, uh, I'm going to let's, let's take it from the top then. Okay. You ready? One, okay. two, three, yeah. four. No, I, we, we don't have, cause you're on my phone. So there's no music that sucks. We can, play that remember when it was Sphero <laughs> <laughs> sentimental Avery last and last licks 
And that brings me to mutants. We are going to talk about mutants. I have no idea where that Deadpool story is. Deadpool 3 is coming out. You see oh, the is it really? No, I, I just started Venom with what my dad. Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool what happened with out. Wolverine's going to be He's in coming that? back. He's Who's back Wolverine? alive. Who? Hugh Jackman. What happened to him? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Jackman's going to be Hugh Jackman's going to be in the next Deadpool. I heard. I heard. I was yeah. stalking one of yeah, my ex-girlfriends yeah. and she posted it. I'm not oh, kidding. healthy. Boundaries, All right. Boundaries. So uh, let's we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up and get to our closing right after this. All right, people. Episode eighty-four is in the books: the corporate and Jewish life balance. We have Shlomo from Nashville. <laughs> we have Shlomo from Nashville. We have Rachel Salutsky, and we have Avery. And myself, Isaac. Isaac, whatever. All right. Um, thanks for joining us, Rachel. Where could the good people find you out there? Um, I mean, you can follow my, well, definitely follow Shiggy Situations Pod on Instagram and TikTok and listen to Shiggy Situations Podcast. Um, Isaac was on. Avery is going to come on. Yeah, we just discussed we're this before the episode. On. Yes, yes. Um, if you want another funny dating podcast, um, so yeah. Follow there. You can follow my personal if you really want to. Um, Arsalus on Instagram. Um, yeah. Awesome. That's where you can find awesome. me. You can find me on uh, Farmers Only. <laughs> you can find me on Aisle uh, 7 and Trader Joe's. You can right. find uh, me at, I, at, a, at Avery Danger. <laughs> at Avery Danger, yeah. And you will find Isaac uh, anywhere there where there may be a potential uh, roommate. A future roommate. Streeteasy.com. <laughs> anyway. Zillow. All right. So uh, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure, y'all. As I usually end off, uh, end off happy face, smiley face, silly face. This is the Nobody Talks Shit Home Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's IJ from the Nobody Talk Shit Up Podcast. I want to take a moment to tell you about our new affiliate program. Inflation's up, some economic problems. Here you go. Here's a few bucks off on your businesses or personal life or just for fun. I want you to take a look at shouldapodcast.com under affiliates, where you can get 10% off for starting your first website, a few bucks for your graphics created with Canva, or just hire someone to do this with Fiverr. Check this out at shouldapodcast.com and click the affiliates link. Alchi's Media Network.